Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just going to tease you right now. We're going to be loading up the show for the playoffs. Just going to let you know that right now. And playoffs, it's a wonderful thing, isn't it? It's 136 in Edmonton. That's all we're going to tell you. You might be hearing a couple voices a little bit more on a regular basis on Oilers Now coming up. Playoff time. And who knows? Maybe we'll extend things as well. Did that last year in game day rounds two and three. Why not get it started? We'll tell you at 136 in Edmonton Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. They're still making it great. They get the brand new Canadian Club Pizza. It's got ham, chicken, bacon, ranch, and fresh tomatoes. You can visit royalpizza.ca. Royal Pizza has 14 locations in Edmonton. Everything's real at Royal. And a lot of synthetic crap. And uh, on top of the Canadian Club Pizza... I'm a big fan of the Mediterranean chicken. Brendan Escott, he likes uh, the Texan. They got any players on that team? Who's, who's, who's the Texans quarterback this year? Well, I heard this morning they might not even be picking one at the top of this draft. Come on. There's... If you can believe that. So so who's going to get Bryce Young? Where's he going? You're wearing a KC Chiefs uh, T-shirt today. I think we know who their quarterback is. Yeah, they're safe. So now is Bryce Young suddenly back in the number one hole? Because for a while it was looking like the quarterback out of Ohio State might be going number one. Well, here's my understanding is because Bryce Young just met with the Panthers yesterday, the Texans today, we'll kind of see how the teams feel about these players and go from there. But yeah, they're, uh, they might not even be taking a quarterback at all. all right. And that would be about as Texans a move as could happen. Yeah. Uh, well, they, they did have Deshaun Watson and, and you know, it's, cra- it's crazy down in the States what's going on with Lamar as well. Uh, by the way, Connor Bedard, had this conversation. Brendan, you'd find this interesting. We're going to bring David Stapleson for the Cult of Hockey in a moment. Um, so four games, basically, you know, three in the Sun Belt and one in uh, Colorado. Of the pro scouts I talked to, they asked me about two players down in Bakersfield. They didn't ask about Holloway because they can't get him, right? They know. I mean, Holloway might be coming up. There's no salary cup camp come play out playoff time, and Holloway was basically a salary cap casualty. So guess which two players from Bakersfield I got asked the most about by uh, by other pro scouts? Because there were two names that kept on getting brought up. Just file this one away. Raphael Lavoie, yeah. Noel Philp. Interesting. Okay. 6-4, six, 6-3. Six, David Staples is our headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. And we welcome back to the show from the cult of hockey, David Staples. Hello, David. How are you doing? Bob, excellent. How are you? Good. Are the Edmonton Oilers for real? <laughs> I remember we had that conversation about, um, I don't know, it might have been a month ago when we were trying to predict how many of the rest of the uh, games the Oilers would win for this season so they might meet your prediction of getting to 47 and um, you went out on a limb and you predicted they'd win about I think about 
maybe three quarters of their games, and I and I and I picked one more game than you had picked that they'd win. Oh, so you played? They, you price and rated me. That's what you did, eh? You went <laughs> you went one dollar over my bid or one dollar exactly. under whatever it takes. And, they, and they've yeah. they've uh, gone uh, one win over what I predicted already, and may go one win over that. So it, we've been, you know, you were bullish from the start of the year consistently, yes. and I have been as well. I've been predicting, for, I think, for the last six weeks that I think the Oilers are going to win the Stanley Cup. And initially when I said it, people were pretty, there wasn't a whole lot of agreement on that. And um, and the funny thing is, you know, there were still questions that I had about the team when I made that prediction. Um, Hyman at the time and Kane were uh, coming off injuries, and they were both a little bit down. Their performance was down. Um, both goalies at the time, even Skinner, went through a little rough patch there, and Campbell was struggling. So those were the main questions at the time, and um, they had already acquired Ekholm then, uh, answering their main question, though. And, you know, it's been apparent for some time when you look at Connor McDavid, and this is spread to Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid went supernova in last year's playoffs. Leon Dreisaitl, in the last two months of the season, has also gone supernova. And when you look at McDavid's, the, the, the intensity and ferocity of that player, combined with his ability, I, I, the reason I've been predicting it all along that they're going to, well, in the last, been more sure, been fairly sure in the last six, six weeks is he will not be denied. And when you see a great player like that, and then other players joining in like Dreisaitl and Nugent Hopkins with the same kind of intensity and attitude, I just don't think they're going to lose. I think they're going to find a way to win and beat out their main competitor, uh, which I think for the Stanley Cup, I think in the end, isn't a team in the East. It's not Boston. It is Colorado is going to be their main competitor for the Stanley Cup. And I think um, it's going to be one heck of a se- uh, series if those two meet. Things can happen and might not happen. But uh, I think the orders can get by Colorado. Well, uh, Colorado's got a heck of a team. I don't think they're as deep as they were last year at forward. I think they're very good on D if they get all their guys back. Uh, Byram adds another because he can really skate and get the puck up the ice. Obviously, McCarr especially didn't play last night. It's interesting, uh, you know, the L.A. matchup had people fearful. And a couple of the Hall of Famers that I know reached out and said, stop. You know, Connor elevated in Game 6 and Game 7 against the Kings. I'm like, yeah, but yeah, I, I, did, I was yeah, but, right? I'm like, yeah, but they didn't have Dowdy, right? And they didn't have yeah. Fiala and they didn't have Ardvinson. And both guys said, Bob, when the money's on the line, the orders are going to they're going to tighten it up defensively. This is before the two games against L.A. He goes, you watch. They'll tighten it up defensively. And then when Connor goes head-to-head against Kopitar, he's going to drag him out on the deep water, and it's going to be all over. Right? <laughs> That's Both guys said the same thing. They're going to get it. He goes, those guys are in their prime. And when they're in their prime, that's what they can do. And I mean, it was a really into like they're going to drag him out on the deep water, and it's going to be all. So we'll see. I mean, I Todd McCle- if the Oilers and likely they'll get LA. I think people feel differently. David, you wrote a piece about uh, Ken Holland being the GM of the year. Now you yeah. know who votes for GM of the year. I think it's the other GMs, is it? Yes, not? it's the other yeah. GMs, and the vote takes place right as the conference finals happen. So oh. usually, if you're in the conference final, you got a pretty good chance to be one of the final three. Uh, I will tell you right now, David, if the orders end up in the conference final, my belief is Ken Holland will be voted by his peers, general manager of the year. I just I bumped into a couple of the guys along the way, and they're like, anybody get a better player than Matthias Ekholm at the deadline? <laughs> 
exactly. Bob, I, I picked out 10 arguments, that, and, and I can go through some of them quickly here. You know, first, when he first got here, you know, the Oilers had forever been terrible at getting role players on this team. And, and, he, and initially, he was not that good at it either. I mean, he brought in players that kind of maybe kind of didn't, maybe often didn't work out. You know, so, you know, Joachim Nagard, Marcus Granlin, Thomas Yurko, Gaten Haas, Dominic Cahoon, Riley Sheehan, on and on. Kyle Turris was a big flop. Now, suddenly, he's populated the bottom lines with players who are very effective in their roles. And Nick Dugstad uh, being the latest one. He's he's done way more. The orders were, were historically terrible during the decade of darkness, especially with free agent signings. Eric Belanger, Mark Fain, uh, Nikita Nikitin, Ben Mouliot, Milan Lucci, and and uh, you know the Campbell signing is iffy at best right now. But other than that, you know uh, Cody Cece, Kulak, Hyman, Nugent Hopkins, long term. He was a UFA uh, headed to UFA at least when he was Evander signed. Kane. Evander Kane. Um, he's done more good than much more good than bad with his free agent signings. He's got out of a couple poison pill situations uh, relatively unscathed. First with Lucic on the Neil Neil deal. Uh, Neil played well for one year here and then got bought out on much more favorable terms than Lucic could ever have been bought out and Cassian moving Cassian with um, not much harm. He got it right, Bob, with Yessa Pugliarvi. He, you know, explain that to you, me. So you can never. The, the fear is that you're going to give up on a player too soon, and that you've drafted a player and you're going to you're going to let him go, and he's he, and um, he's going to go somewhere else and do really well. Well, that may still happen with Yessa Pugliarvi, but he was not going to do well in Edmonton, and and we we can say that unequivocally. I think even people who support Pugliarvi would admit many would admit that because Holland. Uh, convinced him to come back to the team. They gave him every opportunity to succeed. They gave him a new contract last summer at $3 million a year, and he got every opportunity to succeed. He was unable to do so in Edmonton. I think that's, if you can't acknowledge that, then I just think you, you, you're a little bit out of touch with reality. So he gave the, the player, the coaching staff gave him every opportunity. He didn't succeed here. He wasn't going to succeed here. Time to move on, and they moved him on without having to uh, take on any kind of po- uh, poison pill thing. Um, he's turned by over the, the defense. By the way, unit. Paul Yarby has played 16 games for Carolina. He's yeah. not scored a goal. He's got two assists. He's dash three. Now, that team hasn't played as great. He's basically, I talked to a, uh, a former NHL executive that's uh, in a different league a couple days ago, and uh, Paul Yarby's their 11th or 12th forward right now in Carolina. That's what he is. Yeah. You know, the owners needed the cap space, and they got it off the books by getting him out of town. And it was good for the player. It's good for the franchise. Um, Holland turned over the defensive unit. I mean, he loses Sakura and Clefbaum, essentially the injury. And he's also moved up Matt Benning, Ethan Bear, uh, Caleb Jones, Chris Russell, uh, who, you know, kind of wore, wore out uh, due to age. Adam Larson moved on, unfortunately. But he has replaced them with, obviously, uh, with better players. This defensive unit is better than the... Clefbaum and Sakura were, were outstanding uh, defenders. But he, is, he has improved the defensive unit um, Given that loss, he's 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 figured out a way to get it done uh, with Ekholm and DeHarnay, obviously two big additions. He's given AHL or AAL. 
AHLers like Tyler Yamamoto, Tyler Benson, Ryan McLeod, Stuart Skinner a shot, and not all of them make it. But they have had an opportunity in Edmonton to succeed, and and um, they've created that space. And the latest thing is Evan Bouchard, of course, uh, moving out Tyson Berry to give Evan Bouchard a, a, an opportunity. If a team doesn't do that, if they don't open up spots for their young players, they're making a mistake. He hasn't made that mistake. Uh, two years in a row, Bob, um, he's made huge moves mid-season. First with Kane, a move that hardly any of the other NHL um, GMs had the jam to make. He took that risk, and he took that heat, and he brought in Evander Kane. And this year, he made a you know absolutely what's considered probably the, the mo- brilliant move of the season in bringing in uh, Matthias Ekholm. I can't um, believe how, like, I, I mean, I was stoked they made the trade. I was disappointed to see Schaefer go the first round pick, the end of first. Okay, and yep. I know it's a good draft. Um, I didn't think Ekholm would be this good. I mean, he's plus 26 in 20 games. <laughs> Neither did I. Like, I mean, I didn't see Nashville play every game, right? I, I, I haven't I'm, done the I'm work. With you. So, so who knew? But man, I mean, Duncan Keith was, by this time last year, Duncan Keith was really playing well. He was moving the puck well, but he still had some issues on defense. He was a small, you know, he's by small. NHL standard. He, wasn't, he was just a little bit getting beat on defense now and then. Ekholm, he doesn't get beat that much. And man, is he, what a puck mover. This is what, this is what surprises me, Bob. Passing. And, I, and we shouldn't have been, David, because he had five thirty-plus point seasons already. I mean, and yeah. and here's the deal with Keith: when Keith was elite and quick, he was different. Like the Oilers got Keith at thirty-nine. If they'd had him at twenty-nine, he's a completely different defenseman because yeah. of the explosiveness that he skated with and the games faster today. And Duncan was good. Duncan was a good. He was a legit top four defenseman. But Eckholm's a legit top right now. He, I mean, he's basically a top pairing defenseman at six foot four and two hundred and fifteen pounds. Yeah, we got the two towers here with Nurse and Eckholm anchoring the defense, and it's and Harney has stepped up, and uh, so he also brought in veteran leadership, which this team needed, like players like uh, Eckholm and Kane and Mike Smith and Duncan Keith, and I think that's been a huge factor in the maturity of the level of this team. Um, finally, or not finally, but we get to it, Bob. They are now. They used to get pushed around by bigger, tougher teams. Yeah, that's reversed now. The Oilers, I wouldn't say they're bullies, but Bob, they're bullies. I mean, they went into L.A. and uh, players like uh, Evander Kane um, and DeHarnay, they don't have a really an answer. For the, you know, a team like Los Angeles for players that big and aggressive um, that, that they might have had in the you know in the past, it was the Oilers are getting uh, their show run. Now it's the opposite. That's on that's Ken Holland's work as well. He wanted a bigger team and and he uh, achieved that. And finally, Bob, he, you know, the, the eternal criticism of the Oilers was they weren't doing enough in Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl's prime to get this team going well. He's done it. He's addressed that issue. He's given those players the support they need, and now that now they're completely ready. They might have been ready with a better support cast in the past to win in the playoffs, but they're ready to win. The support cast is there. So, I mean, it, it's obviously no sure thing that the Oilers are going to win the Cup. All kinds of things can happen in a, in a short playoff series, especially with injury. But I think the Oilers have to be I think it's fair to say that they're the, the cup favorite right now. Money Puck um, has them as the cup favorite. Really? Yeah. Ahead they're, of Boston? Uh, on their, ahead of Boston. Their, their percentage is higher wow. than Boston. So um, they do it on a percentage basis, and they're, and they're looking at the – I think they a lot of these um, gambling sites and people who, you know, have a – 
understanding of analytics go in the last 25, 30 games. That's what they base it on because that's what they think is really the only thing that's what hugely matters for a team is their recent performance. And based on recent performance, I can see why Money Puck has them that way. The Oilers have been recently the best team in the NHL. So, yeah, I'm a believer. Um, <laughs> I'm all in. We got that sense. David, great stuff. How do people follow you on Twitter? At the Cult of Hockey, Bob. There you go. That's David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. Thank you very much, David. It is 151 in Edmonton. We are going to go to Listing in Oilers History for New West Travel, serving travelers since 1979. You can book your vacation today at newwesttravel.com. Dennis and Jason, the staff at New West Travel, will look after you. They've done multiple Oilers now road trips over the years. We're going to go back. This is a great year. 1984, Brendan, you weren't born. I was in grade 12 uh, at Harry Ainley Composite High School. Uh, what happened on this date in 1984? Remember it well. Oilers out shooting the Flames 54-29 cruising to a 5-2 win to open up the Smythe Division Final. Gretzky with two goals and two assists and Kevin McClellan fought Paul Baxter with eight seconds left in the game. Paul Baxter was uh, a sneaky player. He had a real quick jab, but uh, he, he, he once sucker punched Ben Wilson, which is the absolute worst guy on the planet to sucker punch. Wilson pulled himself up after getting tentatively stunned in the fight and laid the boots to him as it went on. And McClellan often did a number on Paul Baxter back in the day. Reed Wilkins says inside sports coming up tonight from 6 to 8. What we got shaking? You will hear from the voice of the Red Deer Rebels, Troy Gillard, as well as uh, NHL Hockey and Rogers analyst Kelly Rudy. Tomorrow, guests will include, for GCL Diesel, Louis DeBrusque, and for Legacy Heating and Cooling, John Shannon. Up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Randy Kilburn, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3. Then it's Ted Hanley at 3 p.m. Special thanks to you, the callers and texters, for participating in today's interactive element to the show. We'll be back at you at noon tomorrow, uh, previewing the Oilers and the San Jose Sharks in the Oilers' last regular season game. So we're headed to the playoffs.